welcome to another edition of Dance Mama in Conversation. And today is a super, super duper treat I've been looking forward to for ages because we have our very own, <laughs> I can say that, Lucy Balfour with us today, who we've been wanting to do this talk for ages and ages and ages. And I'm really happy that we've got this moment together because um, we've been through a lot together, Lucy and I, over the last few years, and we've known each other a while. And I'm so delighted for you to be spending some time with her as well. So get grab a cup of tea because we do like to chat. Comes with the name, you see. Anyway, more about Lucy. So Lucy performed and toured internationally as a leading dancer with the world-renowned contemporary dance company Rombert. That's how we know each other. And Lucy trained at the International Ballet Academy in Christchurch in New Zealand and then spent 10 years with Royal New Zealand Ballet before joining Rombert in 2013. So she certainly trotted around the globe um, dance-wise. She has worked with the top choreographers, she absolutely has, and is very passionate about dance and movement and the holistic mind and body, mind, body and soul connection of performance and we also cross over in our interest for that too. Most recently she's been teaching ballet at London Contemporary Dance School on their undergraduate course and we've been super lucky that Lucy has been teaching our professional pre and postnatal class online pretty much nearly every week apart from the holidays for almost a year now which has just been a superb experience and I get the joy of joining in as well which is always good and Lucy also teaches for Rombert Company and mentors students at Royal Ballet School as well as being a guest speaker at English National Ballet School and the Royal Ballet School too and and Lucy is a proud mum of one so welcome Lucy feels very good. yay <laughs> thank you so much thank you for the lovely introduction Lucy that means so much to me um, and it's just such a pleasure to be here today. As you said, we've been meaning to do um, to do our chat for a long time, but it's just, you know what it's like trying to get the diaries together. So finally, we have it now. It's a beautiful sunny day and what, uh, what better way to spend it than having a chat with my friend. Completely. I know this feels incredibly formal, actually. Shall I drop, <laughs> we'll drop the form on this then? <laughs> Max, now we'll get into it. Here we go. Here we go. done class today. We yes. Quick turnaround. I've got some dry shampoo on to try and look a bit more presentable for you all. Um, but yeah, it's 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 been so wonderful. And because I know you so well, other people might not. Lucy, tell us a little bit more about your current family setup. Super. So I um, I'm living in Surrey with my husband and my son, who is turning four in August, um, and is going to be going to school in September, which I can't believe. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I'm fortunate enough to to live right near so much nature, the forest just around the corner from me. And after spending a long time living in London, I'm really enjoying, um, you know, with that change of becoming a mother, of also actually moving out of London and having, um, I guess, what reminds me a lot of home being in New Zealand, a lot of space around me. So, so I've kind of glossed a little bit over the work that you're doing at the moment, but. Um, Tell us a little bit more how that sort of dovetails with your parenting duties and how well, 
It starts, it always starts with a lot of organization, which as a dancer, I think comes with the trade. Um, and it's something that, you know, when you're surrounded by dancers all the time, if one is pretty organized and they know where they're at, what's going on, um, the structure of, you know, rehearsals, organizing tour, you know, where you're going on your trains, um, accommodation, all of that, pre preparing for a show. It's not to sort of, you know, come out of the, the performance lifestyle that I've realized how, you know, how I do that quite effortlessly, the organization, the attention to detail, um, and I really enjoy it as well. So I kind of organized my whole family, my, my husband, um, my son, and myself. I mean, obviously, my husband's job takes care of it itself but he's very busy and so I see how we can work as a family where we have our time together um my son goes to nursery three times a week um and has been doing that for a little while now which has been really nice I think he was at that stage that he wanted more you know those social connections with children his age and I can provide so much but you know <laughs> um it does get it gets quite tiring playing all the time <laughs> as much as I love it you know and I I don't think personally I want to go back to full-time work I'm I'm really happy with the um, decision I made to to be to come back part-time so therefore I have my three days a week that I that I work and this is the first time in sort of my whole career the last few years that I, I'm freelance actually and it's a real joy to come to it with the experience that I have over the last couple of decades. Um, and to have the courage to say yes to that, no to that, how does that fit in with my lifestyle, uh, with my family? Um, if it's traveling too far, then I'm thinking, well, actually, I don't really want to do that. So I'm just kind of really saying yes to the things that light me up and sending a lot of positive energy out there for those things to to arise, you know, to actually, you have to believe it to see it sometimes. Um, so yeah, set, setting that intention that that the right things will come to me and then just, yeah, I'm just really, as I said, I'm really enjoying having those days that I do a swimming on a Tuesday with Leo and that's our day together. And um, and then the Friday as well, and we'll have a play date or we'll, I don't know, we'll, we'll do whatever, we'll do the gardening or something fun together, some baking. Um, so I think for me, that balance of having my time in that space as an artist um, really helps me appreciate the time that I have with him as well and vice versa. Absolutely. And, and kind of just sort of coming through there is that joy of having agency and empowerment over your time when you've come from quite a such a demanding part of the dance world which has you know schedules for every man and his dog doesn't it, <laughs> it yes <laughs> and having a bit more freedom and, and independence at, at this time is lovely and also having that time with your son before he's he's then at school and and I, I say that in a, you know, in a camaraderie way, because I absolutely did a similar thing before having Callie. I spent a little bit of time going freelance, but up until that point, it was, you know, full on and every day and, you know, 50, 60 hour weeks. And then to kind of arrive at a place in your life where you can make some of those changes, but capitalize on all of that experience 
is is really brilliant, isn't it? It's it's a hundred percent, Lucy. I feel like, um, you know, I'm just so grateful for the journey that I've had to get to where I am today. You know, and and those those challenges, those um, those breakthroughs, all those moments has given me like so much knowledge and wisdom and experience that I'm in a place that I feel really deeply grounded to as I said before like what lights me up coming from a true place of um you know not not saying oh yes I better take this through through fear you know um I can say yes and no to things that that and honestly sit with it and go actually is this what I want to be doing um, and as you said, those kind of grueling hours and the touring and, you know, I toured for 16 years and when I look back, that's a lot of my life. That's a huge chunk. And I sort of think, oh my gosh, how did I have the energy <laughs> to, to do that? But it's also the passion and the excitement and the companionship of my colleagues, the places I've seen, um, I, I don't know. I think I, I'm, I'm so grateful that I had that. You know, and that I worked very hard to um, to be in a position that I could enjoy the fruit of that. And now I'm in a completely different phase in my life, and I'm equally loving it. It's just yeah. so, so superb. Going back though to when you became pregnant, and obviously I, I knew you then, and was a little bit on that journey with you. Yes, yes. Tell us a bit more about um, that. How how that all materialised? Yeah. Well. Um, I I definitely knew that I wanted to to have children, um, but obviously going into the dance career at 19, 20 as a professional, I always had in my head that I was like, well, it's probably not going to be to about 30. Like, I really want to focus on 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 that. And, you know, obviously time does does tick along quite quite swiftly. And I was aware of my body clock as well. And um, yeah, I actually I got I got married um and then I think it was, was it a year later I had my son. Like I can't remember my dates now. I think so, a year later. So I fell I fell pregnant quite quite quickly with Leo. Um so in that in itself, that was actually a real shock. Um, because I was like, oh wow, okay, suddenly what was going to be my um my autumn season was like, okay, I'm not going to probably be able to do half of these, um, half of these pieces that I thought I was going to do. And I had terrible morning sickness. And it was that time I had extremely supportive um, rehearsal staff at Rombia, Angela and Michaela, and they were absolutely amazing. And we, obviously those first three months when you're pregnant, it's, you know, I wasn't going to shout from the rooftops, I'm pregnant, but it was, how do we work this? How do we like show, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not well and, uh, but, yeah, so I'm, I'm sure people may have had an inkling that I was pregnant, but I, I got incredible support from them. Um, I had all my roles covered. It was always up to, to me how much I felt I could do with rehearsals and with performance. Thankfully, the, <clears throat> the works I was uh, performing were ones I'd done before. So nothing was a, um, a, new, a new work in progress. So I at least knew my repertoire, um, but it was like how my journey was how do I navigate the next sort of few months of being pregnant and performing we're about to go on tour in three weeks um so even on the start of tour people didn't know I was pregnant and um I remember 
when I'd found out and I'd had the scan and everything was okay, I was doing a curtain call. I think it was for ghost dancers and I was with two of my, two of my good friends. And I, um, I think I said something like to them, just as we're curtain went up on, on the curtsy and, and the bow, like, um, you know, PS I've got news, I'm pregnant or something or other like that. And they were like, what? And then we kind of took the curtain call and it was just, it was, it was crazy. It was fun. And it was, it was kind of fun to drop that, that little, um, I had a really beautiful journey uh, through my pregnancy. Again, I felt because I had that support, I could really drop into my intuition about, um, you know, coming from love rather than fear again, you know? Yeah. Uh, about how I could pace myself. And I'm a very open person. So I, I, kept, I kept the dialogue going. And I think that was very important. Yeah. I mean, definitely from where I was kind of, sitting uh, you know in, in the office but it, it kind of conceptually in the in the company it was really clear that having you had such a good open conversation with with Michaela and Angela but but the whole company there was and that seems such a key aspect of having a smooth as possible navigation through that process is just the open dialogue but also empowering you to make choices for yourself about how much you could take part in things and like you say listen to yourself and be able to have the the room to do so even though obviously I've just said you know you've come from like the part of, of dance which is very very structured you were able to have lots of room to maneuver within that structure um, and it just see, seemed like, you know, you were having the, dr the dream <laughs> that we want for, for so many other yeah, people. I, yeah, I do. I, I do look back on it with um, a lot of gratitude and, and fond memories because I felt like I could shine as a pregnant woman does, you know. And, and I mean, I performed um, up until five months with the company, with a tiny, tiny little belly starting. And I remember my last show in Woking doing a linear curver. And, you know, I did have a moment when I, I said to one of my good friends, Hannah, I was like, oh, I don't know if I could, you know, my body's changing and all of this. I, said, I don't know if I can wear that skimpy little outfit on stage and how I'm feeling. And then she was just like, you're beautiful. Like just do that like you can. And it's, and it's almost like I just needed that little bit of support through this, this changing body. To, to know it was sort of okay to kind of go forwards. And I'm so pleased that she gave me that, that little arm around my shoulder because I'm, I'm thrilled at myself. I had the joy, I had the music, I had my friends, I had Leo in my tummy dancing with the music as well. And it was just, honestly, to the day I die, I think that will be some of my best memories. Oh, it was just joyous. And the importance of seeing you on stage pregnant is massive and I think we won't actually kind of know the full extent of how important that is just in terms of the purpose of everything that we're trying to achieve because up until then the only other dancer that I'd seen pregnant on stage was um, Australian dancer Sonia Pedo who used to dance for Rich Dolston and even then it was seen as very unusual but she was absolutely celebrated in, in a very similar way. And it's so powerful because it really helps normalize that because of course, we're kind of indoctrinated to see 
particularly the classical end of things in a particular way, aesthetically in terms of body. And I think, you know, we've got to move on with it and acknowledge <laughs> that women's bodies do change, particularly when they're through the awesome, amazing process of creating another human life. Yeah. And it was just so beautiful to see that celebrated and just just such a positive but very powerful thing mm. it was and just wonderful to to see live you know as well it's so beautiful Lucy to hear your reflections because that's you know four four years ago now yeah. and as I'm listening to you saying that I feel like wow that it was spectacular like when you're, when you're kind of in it like I'm in it I'm the person who's pregnant I'm doing what I'm doing I'm you know navigating my way but I think I think you're right like how does that look from sort of from the outside what does that what does that show it shows it's it's possible you know Absolutely. and I had as you said I had incredible support in order to do that and it's always about that framework around you yeah. to support you yeah huh. You're saying in terms of time frame that you sort of front load the performing before you get to to parenthood. But I think as well as there kind of being obviously the body clock issue, I still think a lot of that is indoctrinated through mm. the male leadership in ballet and dance up until kind of fairly recently, where we still don't have enough women at, at the top, probably because of parenthood issues but to try and change that dynamic because absolutely you were showing it was possible for the people absolutely very closely around you. But again, as a role model beyond that into the industry and, and beyond, um, it's just magnificent. And mm. it's having that visibility, mm. start normalizing it as well as all of the other things that need to happen. And we're snail's pace trying to, change it but having that is 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 huge because dance is so based on the image and and, and seeing that so. yeah yeah and I, you know, I i i do i do understand what you mentioned about the the classical companies and the contemporary companies and i you know i do understand that um i, I guess depending how far along you are in your pregnancy that may be to be a swan and swan let might just be a bit too much of a push if you're really you know and also there's you know there's a costume there's everything like that as well so you know it will be interesting to see how those things can amalgamate in a way and and how we how we work with that and um you know and you know maybe some things aren't so possible and that's okay like you know you sort of get to a point that all right maybe not that way but we can go this way and sometimes with barriers you, you find new ways through things I think as well, what was lo lovely in your experience was you you were given more uh, opportunities to develop yourself professionally. So you did some rehearsal directing. Yes, yeah, that's right, Lucy. Yeah, so when I got to the five months and we'd finished the tour <clears throat> and we're about to embark on a new Kim Brandstrap work. Um, and I thought, okay, I'm just trying to foresee these next sort of three months. And I thought at this growing rate of this child, I'm going to feel less and less wanting to throw myself around the stage. And I really had to sit with myself and go, what, what do you want? What do you want out of this? And I realized I could be on stage and I could be performing in some capacity with it, but it wouldn't be challenging me maybe mentally in a, in a way that I wanted to be challenged. 
So I spoke again to my rehearsal directors and said, I would love the opportunity to shadow you and see what the role of the rehearsal director does, how they work. And so I assisted um, on Life as a Dream, uh, the, new, the new work that the company was doing at that stage. And it was brilliant. I still did my daily class in the morning. I would come and do yoga before class. There was a little core group of us that would always do yoga do my class. So I get, I was getting my movement, my exercise in, but the bigger I got, the less I really felt like being on my feet all day. Yeah. As you know, how it is in the rehearsal room, it's, it can be, can be really long days. So I, I really felt that again, I checked in with myself. I wanted to see what was kind of best. And they said, yes, you know, you, you can do that. You can. Um, so again, grateful that, that they were open to, to that possibility as well so it still meant that I was in the company right up until eight months um helping out and I thoroughly enjoyed doing rehearsal directing yeah I felt like I had a um you know a good good skill for it a good talent for it and and could be in a position as just being a dancer but how, how can I communicate how can I get you know and also see things like really take a step back you know when you're a dancer and you're in the space on on, on the stage or um in the rehearsal room, we do always think just about ourselves. You know, where am I in the picture? Why am I not doing much? Or what's going on? And really, I got to, to have that chance to take a zoomed out perspective and to really see like how how does how does the whole thing work? And also through that, if I saw that the dancers were getting a bit irritated, or you know what it's like if you're waiting around, I could feed back to them the importance of what they were doing and that they just needed to hold fire, like it's okay, we'll get this working. And I felt like I was the, a good, I could communicate really well with the dancers, so therefore they felt, um, I don't know, could just kind of get a bit more of a, a zoomed out perspective, I think, as well. Because when you're in it, you don't always do that. No. And I think as well, those uh, skills have come through. I, I absolutely can see that link in terms of teaching. And when you, you know, you've set an exercise and people are doing it, being able to watch and, and have those, those observation skills, but also in the beautiful way that Lucy will give feedback, you know, <laughs> and, and being, you know, really positive and getting, getting people to think about d different things to, to get that best out of them, really, isn't it? That's what you want. Yeah, I think I think so. There's, I mean, dancers are hard on themselves anyway. And you know, when when we're at a professional level, we're talking about minute details that we fuss over, and you know, because we want it to be, um, you know, to the best of our ability, the performance, the standard, and everything. And I think that is the beauty in the art form is to continue working on that. And along the way, we need to empower the dancers to know just how incredible they are as unique individual human beings and what they bring is so valid yeah. so so to to you know we we tend to listen and take on more negative comments we always remember that one thing that somebody said and forget the 10 the good things that they somebody else said so i'm here to to keep putting in and keep feeding back all the good things that maybe you take for granted but i just want to say great wow that was Super. Don't get me wrong. I'll still work your hard. <laughs> I still would, you know, love to see the potential in people and 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 grow that. And at the same time, why not be kind with it as well? But I I I think as well. Like so many things are like woo, coming to my mind at the moment. But definitely in terms of um, that kind of 
hang on to the negativity or or that that we can do that absolutely then translates into parenting and it's yet to be proven <laughs> by my phd or somebody anybody's phd please um about whether that sort of predisposition to fixate on the corrections then can be a little bit unhelpful when you become a parent because it's utter chaos and you've got like very little control and to, trying to kind of foster that reminder of actually you know you have had a shower today massive achievement or yeah yeah and trying to switch that 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 we do try to cultivate don't we through through community yeah and I mean you know I even think about it the way I you know set up my dressing room everything was where I needed it for my triple bill all the pieces are there all my costume changes are there unless somebody came and knocked everything over I was guaranteed that I had worked out my transitions like a sports person in a triathlon or something boom 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 quick transitions it was there I was organized I felt good I felt in charge I felt on top of it and then becoming a parent, like nobody can prepare you <laughs> for the amazingness and for the chaos and and the, the decisions that you have to make, the flexibility that you have. And I can just see how all of these skills I've gained in the last four, year, four years have come into my teaching, have come into the way that I am kinder to myself. Um, you know, comparing myself to where I was before a child to where I am now and, you know, just just learning to like take the foot off the gas with certain things um and to to realize that actually I'm showing up as who I am in my skin today with the experience that I have now yeah. um, not trying to compare to always the older version of myself yeah. which is hard. <laughs> it's hard to do isn't it it's so hard yeah. I mean, I'm sitting here I won't go and grab it but I'm you know my husband very nicely had three images probably the only images professional images of me dancing from when I was about 19 and they're lovely but they're also a bit don't look like that anymore yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's it's really difficult and and I think that we're also massively unhelped by social pressure social media all this kind of bounce back and all this kind of absolute mm -hmm. nonsense we know and obviously you know you're dancing beautifully and functioning very very well it takes time dedication and discipline to mm. rehabilitate from from birth um and again depending on what kind of birth that you've had and you know tell us a bit more about your kind of experience do, doing that yeah of course of course lucy so i had um a cesarean section with uh, with Leo, and he was a whopper of a baby, ten pound twelve. So <laughs> it was more of an emergency cesarean, but I'm kind of pleased that it happened that way uh, in the end. Actually, um, you know, and I mean, I've had my appendix out before, so I've had I've had stomach operation before, but I sort of not only am I starting to care for this young child, but I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I've just had full like abdominal surgery. Like this is huge you know we're I just and amongst you know sleepless nights and becoming a new mom and trying to understand you know the, the feeding and everything um you know my body was kind of the, the last thing I was really thinking about but once under after a few months and I was like right I want to kind of I'm safe to exercise now I want to get back into it 
um, you know, it did all feel really different. If where the scar was, it felt really different for me trying to locate my transverse abdominis, you know, the really deep muscles and trying to find where they are. Um, that I had to sort of take the pressure off, right, I've got to get to wherever I want to get to and just almost methodically just enjoy moving, just enjoy exercise and doing it for my, you know, for my health rather than I've got to get, you know, back to whatever it is. Um, and, you know, after, I think after so many months, maybe six or so months, I was like, oh, I kind of want to just, I was, you know, looking good and I, I felt, felt strong again. Um, my stomach muscles were starting to come back. But I wanted to sort of get back into a bit more kind of prime condition, you know. Um, so at that time, I was doing a lot of training, a lot of um, weights work at my gym. And I was really inspired by one of my teachers there who was a personal coach and also did fitness shows. And so I got talking to her and anyway, decided to enter a fitness show <laughs> um, and trained for three months. And she was my nutritionist as well as my, my um, trainer um and yeah and and I think what inspired me was that there was a group that I entered and the category I entered entered in was called mums that left and I was like this is cool this is for women that have like had children and um are, you know are in this category so for me it wasn't necessarily about you know the glitz and the glamour of the bikini and all of that but it was more having a goal to work towards yeah and and I really like I I never really lifted weights before that, um, but I really loved doing it. And I was just, again, I had my routine, I had my book, I had my exercises. And I thought, oh, this feels like when I'm dancing and I've got my goals I'm working on. Yeah. So for me, I, I felt that really enjoyable having, having something to work on. And, you know, I look back and I'm really proud of those three months that I, I, I did that. And, you know, in the scheme of things, it's not very long to train for, for something like this. No, it's it, absolutely incredible and so wonderful. And, and I think, again, it sort of touches on that bespoke nature of having that relationship with your trainer and also getting that information nutritionally, mm. physically, uh, as well, and that human connection. Yeah. That re and the time that really helps support somebody to, to pursue that and be able to do that. And so we just moved to Surrey and thankfully um, there was a gym which was in walking distance that they had a crash there. And so I would do my, my training three times a week um, and he would go in the crash in the morning and it was brilliant. It just, it worked out and I thought I can still, and that was when I started to learn how do I, um, how do I manage my time of what I'm doing and working on my goal with obviously having a child and, and, you know, finding some care for him just for an hour or two in the morning so I could do that and realize that for me, moving, dance, fitness, health, filling my own cup, I'm a better mom when, I, when I've had that time to, you know, to focus on myself. Um, and then I have obviously a lot more to give, you know, so... it's such an important message and Lucy you're always inspiring to me anyway such an inspiring person but it's absolutely true and I think generally in culture we're getting better you hear you know your self-care buzzwords and stuff but it's not fluff it's genuine you need to look after yourself 
before you put the oxygen mask on, on someone else and sometimes life gets in the way a little bit and you kind of lose your way with it a bit but mm-hmm. it's trying to come back to that and I'm saying this just off the back of the Easter holidays where it's very <laughs> has been very difficult to do that but <laughs> trying to build in that time and know that sometimes it might kind of sort of there might be phases to it yeah that's it and understanding that you go through seasons yeah you know, and that's the biggest thing and to not sort of wallop yourself and say oh I haven't been doing this and that maybe understand that this season is not that's it focuses something different but to know that each season changes uh and I think I read something or heard something recently with, that I really liked and it said you know when your calendar gets busy and things you know things seem like what you're saying all kind of full on don't cross out the things that light you up like actually make those the important things even though we think oh actually I should really get on to doing this and that and then we tend to put our self-care boom 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 down down the end but actually if you kind of highlight a time in your day or your diary even like what I try to do is get up before Leo in the morning so I can have time to myself today it was about trying to create an exercise for dance mama this morning at quarter to seven <laughs> so I was busy there kind of doing that this morning before he woke and then I thought oh great I feel like I've kind of had that little bit of space you know to myself to, to focus on that but you, you have to be I guess diligent to carve the time out and to feel okay about knowing that you're worthy of that as well yeah, yeah. and that is absolutely not, uh, another aspect to it is that that value and it's so easy because again the culture in which we've come from is so much about you're only as good as your last job and all that kind of again total rubbish where you know trying to find your value uh, just for you with or without the dancing Mm, a great opportunity parenthood to do that when you were were pregnant as well there were other fa- factors and we had other resources that, that helped including um dancers career development oh, yes yeah yeah been, I mean they've been pivotal in my whole journey I, I remember hearing about them I think the first time I joined Romba and I thought oh, who are these guys and then and then I just kind of was like wow this is amazing we have support and help from this charity it's just like I've just you know been in contact with them as much as much as I can and they've been pivotal in my I guess transition and transformation because I decided not to go back to Rombeer. I took a year maternity leave and then I, you know, it was a really, it was a hard decision and an easy decision to choose not to go back. And I just know, um, you know, how grueling that lifestyle is and, you know, working six days a week, touring, performing. And I think after 16 years of doing that, I was at a place that I thought, you know what, I think I'm okay to take to take a different branch of the tree now. Yeah. And I did, I had to sit with myself a lot. I really had to sit with what was coming up and then the next level and the next level. And, you know, I investigated all, all my different options of having a nanny on tour and, you know, all these kind of things. And then part of me was like, I actually want to be with my son. Yeah. I want to be, you know, I want to be there and I want to raise him and I want to take some time. And, um, and I enjoyed that year of my maternity leave for that and then decided, actually, I think this is Avenue. I had no idea of a job or what, what was going to happen next. I'd been in dance companies my whole life. So I was a bit all over the place, you know, for a period of time thinking, A, who am I if I'm not doing that? What's my identity? 
you know, I am a mom. Yes, I know that. And I'm, but I'm all these other things, but I'm not showing people I'm that, you know? And I thought, okay, this is to do with more about what it looks like from the outside. But I also knew it's because I was struggling with trying to find where I was going with that. So again, dancers career development, I had lots of one-on-one uh, conversations with the most amazing, beautiful Isabel Mortimer. And um, she just gave me the space. She just held the space and we still do. We still have our conversations and she's been pivotal in my transformation um, and transition, I guess you could say. Um, Yeah. And then, you know, in this last year through DCD, I have been mentoring a student from Royal Ballet School. I've been doing talks for the Royal Ballet School and English National Ballet School and sharing my journey, talking about resilience, talking about all the things that I wanted to know so dearly when I was a student about to become a professional. What's it actually like? What is it like? Is it anything the same? What what do I need to be prepared for? So I feel so passionate about sharing um my journey and and you know advice and um I guess things I've learned along the way and also knowing that these these dancers are only teenagers you know and I can't they can't have had my journey but I can at least give them little you know spoonfuls of information just to consider even if it's planting a seed that they might go in 10 years oh I remember Lucy Balfour said that you know and and that's the thing I think about all the seeds that were planted even the last few years and now I'm coming to a place where things are kind of making sense about what I'm doing and I was delighted when I got asked to go back and teach Rombeer Company I mean for me that was a really pivotal moment to be back in the studios but as a teacher so inspiring to be with the dancers there but also I, mean, I was so nervous before my first class thinking, oh, am I imposter, you know, like imposter syndrome, like, can I even do this? Are they, you know, I've been out of it for a while, you know, they're going to judge me, all of this. And then I was like, stop it. <laughs> What's your why? Your why is to share your passion, to share what you know, to say, I know what it's like to be in this company and to perform at that level. And so I can tailor my class that's going to suit you and, and be of service. And as soon as I did that, the pressure was off and I just have a blast. And I, you know, have been lucky enough to be accompanied by the amazing pianist, John Sweeney, um, who is just such a delight. And, you know, for me, it's a delight to even be in a room with a live musician again, you know. And I feel, I feel like almost even more grateful now, dipping back into it, um, you know, maybe than I was at the time because it was just what we did. What we did. So so normal to hear you know tinkling on the ivories you know as your soundtrack yeah totally and and I think again being that role model being there being visible you've had a child haven't gone anywhere still still here is Mm. again so important and another um sort of factor (laughs) around that time was our our last years were around the the same time together before I left a yes. with Dance Mama and I really clearly remember us standing in the office thinking, what other role models? Yes, Lucy, I remember this as well. Yeah. We, we landed upon Dame Jess Ennis-Hill because she'd just come through Rio 2016, becoming a parent. And obviously she was so prevalent as the face of 2012. Games. He was still trying to hang on to the spirit of 2012 desperately. <laughs> like we could all do with a big dose of that that now, couldn't we? And 
yeah and then just kind of doing a little bit of research and connecting up with Do dr steve ingham and then him being so generous and absolutely please don't do go and listen to the podcast which is on lucy's page too but to, of how he worked with jess and if i can call her that <laughs> Just watching um and her team <laughs> that would be nice wouldn't it but but again with that not only kind of trying to get some influence from sport who seem further down the track with supporting women and uh, mothers in particular we've got new um uk sport guidelines that came out for uh, pregnant athletes um just before christmas which is amazing and hopefully will again light the way for, for dance to follow but again she probably doesn't kind of totally or can never fully grasp how the impacts you know of her yeah. and all of that and and again how that's that's influenced you and then you in turn are are lighting the way for so many dancers and I know so many of the participants on our courses and particularly, on course, you know, they say it's life changing it and it, it, it truly is, you know, we make magic on Wednesdays. Oh, we sure do. <laughs> no, it just, it feels, you know, when you know you're sitting in something that feels really right, but it's, it's such a pleasure, um, you know, to, to come to the Wednesday class and to have these, you know, these beautiful dancers here. And, and it's a very, you know, it can be quite a vulnerable time as well, I think, you know, being pregnant, going through the birth, um, you know, becoming a parent, you know, you can feel like you're kind of crap at a lot of things when you're used to feeling good at things. And it's learning that, you know, we hold a space that it's okay to navigate through that and to know that there'll be these triumphs and there'll be these tests and, and like all of that can exist at once. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it does. It feels it feels such a joy for me that we, well, that you invited me to do it, Lucy. I can't believe we've been going almost a year now. I know, crazy. But but again, I remember us having conversations in the green room. I don't even know if that still exists now on the South Bank. Saying, you know, we're we're on to something. <laughs> we're on to something. And yeah. I think it's just about having that connection because I felt very much. In, again, we've had weirdly similar things as well as our names. Um, <laughs> I moved out to, to Surrey pregnant too. And although I was kind of commuting in and in and out of Rombert at Waterloo, particularly my first maternity leave, I felt so disconnected. And, you know, in hindsight now, I think, oh my God, was that the right thing to do to like take yourself out of work and yeah. out of where you'd live for like 13 years? Probably not. Yeah. Um, but um, being able to provide some connection for people going through the same thing so they don't have to feel so I, I mean I spent a lot of time feeling like Zoolander like who am I um and and I didn't feel I had uh there wasn't necessarily that support structurally there for me because I wasn't in a performing role so I didn't really feel that that was you know there were agencies or places that I could go to mm. and, but I, yeah I totally I totally agree with you I mean until we kind of created these these live classes I remember I kind of thought well, you know I miss I miss my friends in the company I miss all of that and I say no one's going to understand the pace that I've slowed down to because they're busy still going at you know at their fast pace um 
And so I was kind of like, I really desperately wanted to connect with people. So I ended up, yeah, I think I ended up going to the gym and um, starting the classes there. And then it was really nice. I got a little community of people that I knew and there were other parents that come and drop their kids at the crash as well. And it just felt like, oh, finally, I'm kind of getting that back. And I, I guess at the heart of everything for me is community. You know, I realize that, you know, in a ballet class, it's not, yes, it's about my individual performance and that, but for me, it's about the energy that's in the room. Yeah, yeah, exactly the same. Having that camaraderie and joy. Yeah, and having a bit of a giggle and- and Oh yeah, yeah, not taking it too seriously, you know. Yeah, yeah. but I definitely found going to class, although there were classes that I could go to, with the general public, sometimes mm. the knowledge that I had would be really, could be very unhelpful in me being very judgmental <laughs> and then not wanting to take part because it didn't quite hit the same spot. Mm. Coming off like a bit of a know it all of going, well, actually, I know that my it's my obliques that are weak. Yeah, yeah. Hard not to like fall into that. That's well, it's, not, it's also not about apologizing for what you know. It's yeah. about it's about what we're doing is creating a place for yeah. people, you know, with with that knowledge and, and wanting a certain level and um, a similar, you know, similar kind of um, background and, and knowledge. And, you know, all, all the people that come to the dance member classes uh, come from different backgrounds within the arts sector as well it's not like everyone's come from being a professional dancer you know everyone's come from a different angle so in that that creates our community as well and we have time there to to talk at the last 15 minutes to talk and to share so it's not like you just do your class and go there's time to and there's always somebody who needs a little bit more and uh and I think you know even over zoom we can still do that yeah absolutely and there's different things come up for people and you know because we're all at different stages everybody can kind of help each other out which is which is lovely but also seeing Mm. things progress like we're seeing then bumps come into babies we're seeing babies into toddlers it's so cool artists getting back into creating different choreographies or performances like seeing those journeys um where we've been living through a time which has been so chaotic and uncertain it's been giving people and me (laughs) selfishly (laughs) as well (laughs) consistency something to to hook around and I think we've had all of us have had that from such an early age that discipline and regularity Mm. we kind of need it as well as you know the moving mm. just moving because your body needs it chemically because you've been doing it for so long but it's also moving through all the kind of emotional gap isn't it and, and yeah again 100% agree with you Luz, on that because it is I mean the times um you know I, I can share with you as as you know um this time last year I had a very traumatic miscarriage and um you know it was it was just an experience that I didn't think I was going to experience but I did and I'm in a a, looking back and reflecting on it like a year ago I'm in a really good place now um and for one one thing that I did through that time was improvise to music at home in my room and dance and move and cry and just move through whatever I needed to move through and dance was healing Healing like I didn't understand before. Yeah. 
So yes, there is there is so many things on a cellular level that change when when we move and we can it's it's a meditation it's it's a place to kind of not think but just be and just as i said like just just move move through what that is see what it brings up if tears come tears come you know and i just remember having a few moments in in this room and just really letting it letting it out and letting what needed to be and just feeling um incredible afterwards oh yeah thank you so much for for sharing that with us because i'm sure that will help a, a lot of people who have probably gone through something very similar and and the con- that connection to our bodies obviously covid has has highlighted that as well mm. working from home and and you know having more capacity to actually you know go out on that one hour daily walk you know and really yes yeah <laughs> need it but dance just gives us so many amazing gifts doesn't it from the being very very organized and all of that discipline but also connecting with your your body or trying to reconnect with bits that you can't connect with as easily (laughs) these days for me hamstrings um you know it it just gives us so many wonderful things and i just you know it's a huge privilege to have you teaching for dance mama huge because you've got all this experience which is all just kind of synthesized into one one space and you know having known you for for a long time now actually it has I know it has the years are ticking off <laughs> it's, it's thank you Lucy that means that means so much to me I, I thoroughly feel um yeah I feel like I'm in, in the right place working with you with this yeah. while we're here and just to wrap up um, have you got any advice or any kind of last sort of thoughts that you'd want to impart to anybody who's either thinking about having a family and marrying that as best we can with a career in the arts or mm. just got there and I guess from I guess from my experience was being like being open with myself about what truly mattered to me and not sort of thinking oh how does this always seem from the outside like what should I be doing but like actually what do I want to do you know and um to to I guess be courageous in that be courageous to sit with yourself to ask yourself those questions um and if you know if you do want to have a child if that's something that you want to do um I guess don't don't let sort of certain things stop you from saying oh but you know this person might say that or the company might not do that how do you know unless you ask for me just being open was the key having the dialogue with whoever your your staff is and if you realize actually something isn't working with where you are then maybe that isn't the right place to be in for this transition where you want to become a parent you know if 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 you are feeling like it's it's too much butting up against then it's okay to readdress readdress that um, if your desire is, you know, to start a family and, and to have a child. So, yeah, I mean, that, that's what helped me is to, to being open about it. Um, and in me being vulnerable, being, being open, I, I got that energy back. So, yeah. Gorgeous. Lucy, thank you so much. This was everything I'd hoped it would be and more. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so grateful for you sharing your your story and your experience with us and all of the energy that you give to dance mama and um just 
thank you a million times. You're so welcome, Lucy. Such a pleasure to be doing this podcast today and also just to, yeah, share my energy with you and Dance Mama and help to, I guess, yeah, as you said, like be an inspiration to other people to know that things are possible and we're moving in the right direction. You certainly are. Lucy, thank you so much. Take care, Lucy. Thank you. Bye.